Seymour is known as the catalyst of Pentecostal movement in the 20th century. William J. Seymour turned a tiny Los Angeles hostel at Azusa Street into an international center for revival. Because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues was a major part of the meeting, Seymour was made the leader of the first organized movement that promoted this experience. At Azusa, Blacks, Whites, Hispanics and Europeans all met and worshipped together, crossing formerly impossible cultural lines. Time was of little concern to these Pentecostal pioneers who often prayed all night for another deliverance. They believed the word of God and waited for its manifestation. In every situation that arose, seekers made a demand on the word's authority. If insects tried to destroy someone's crops, believers at Azusa marched out to the field and declared the word of God over their crops and insects. In every recorded account, the insects stayed where they were told and didn't cross field borders. If they were destroying a neighbor's crops, they remained about 20 words away from a believer's crop. Seymour was born on May 20, 1870 at Centerville. His parents had only been freed from slavery a few years earlier, so he was born into a world of horrible racial violence. Seymour found his identity in Christ, believing that the Lord was the liberator of mankind. He was sensitive, high-spirited youth and hungry for the truth of God. In spite of the many accusations, mistakes and persecution, Seymour remained faithful in his purpose for revival. True to his gentle and almost naive nature, he later wrote, that you cannot win people by preaching against their pastor or church. If you get to preaching against churches, you will find that sweet spirit of Christ is lacking and that a harsh judging spirit takes over. He was an avid follower of John Wesley. Wesley believed in strong prayers, holiness, divine healing and that there should be no discrimination in Jesus Christ. Seymour received a call to ministry in Evangelical Lightsing Church. He wrestled with his calling and was fearful to answer. In the midst of his struggle, he contracted smallpox, which was usually fatal in that area. He survived three weeks of horrible suffering and was left with blindness in his left eye and severe facial scarring. After his call to ministry, he began traveling as an interim evangelist and provided his own financial support. In those days, few ministers asked for offering because they believed that if God called them, then God would support them. The sitting arrangement as Azusa was very unique. Seymour sat on the same level with the rest of the congregation and benches were arranged in such that participants faced each other. The meeting was spontaneous so no one knew what would happen or who would be the speaker. The meeting began with someone singing a song or giving a testimony. Because there was no program, someone would finally rise, anointed to bring a sermon. The speaker could be of any race, gender or age. And everyone felt that God was responsible for the altar calls, which would take place at any time. As Azusa, the services were anointed, 
if anyone got up to speak from intellectual understanding, the spirit-filled believers will break out in wailing soaps. This has been illustrated well in a story about a woman called Mother Jones. One man rose to speak, apparently not being led by the spirit. As he stood and preached, Mother Jones is said to have quietly hurried up to the platform where she sat at the pulpit and then stared up to the fellow with icy eyes. Finally, she said, can't you see that you aren't anointed to preach? Because of this incident, Mother Jones quickly earned the reputation that discouraged unanointed preachers from standing at the pulpit. One man at Azusa said that he would have rather lived six months at that time than 50 years of ordinary life. The presence of the Lord was so real. It was said that the power of God was felt as Azusa, even outside the building. Scores of people were dropping into prostrate position in the streets before they ever reached the mission. The body, found, the body of believers had a misconception of tarrying, had a misconception of tarrying. They would wait for hours for the spirit to come and restlessness began to surface when they felt that they were abusing his time. There was confusion surrounding their misunderstanding of speaking in tongues. It was thought that tongues were for foreign missions. In 1990, in 1919, the number of people decreased dramatically due to lack of affluence and funds. In early 1911, Williams H. Doham held meetings at Azusa in Seymour's place. The last conflict took place between Seymour and Doman. The two greatly differed in theology. Doham preached adamantly and soundly that people could lose, couldn't lose their salvation even if they sinned. The crowds from Azusa followed Doham while the old Azusa mission became virtually deserted. Many Pentecostal movements today attribute their roots to Azusa, like the founder of the Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship.